Hello, welcome to number 33 of Craftworks Dialogue. And today's episode is the sixth in a special series of interviews I've been doing with the artists that I've been collaborating with for Ground Light Sound. And today it is Alejandra Almiuel. Alejandra is a uh, dear friend of mine. We met each other a few years back whenever I had her in the Vessel show. And she is, as Ryan McCurley referred to her as a Peruvian surrealist, and I think that's not um, far off the mark. She is probably one of my favorite artists in the city. Her work is just super stunning and otherworldly, and she does this amazing ceramic figurative sculpture. So it was a real honor to work with Alejandra, and hopefully you can make it out on the 28th and see what we were able to do together and our independent work as well. So enough of that. I'm not going to go on. Just let me get right into the talk that I recorded with Alejandra in the kitchen at Cloud Tree. Enjoy. All right. Well, Alejandra, I'm so happy that you're doing this. It means a lot to me. <laughs> you're like one of my favorites in town, and this is super cool. But what about Valerie Fowler? I went yesterday to a show, and an opening that she has. No, I just really like her work. Yeah. She was in the vessel. Do you no, remember? No, she yeah. was? Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, she was. She had a big painting. She was. Yeah. Yep. Super cool. That was three years ago. Can you imagine, can you believe how much has changed since then? A lot. (laughs) Seriously. Don't you think your career has really blossomed in the last three years? Yes. A lot? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you were doing before that, but it seems to me like things have really... um, I've been working at an, in my studio and not showing much. Yeah. You know? Um, so this is, this is, this is it? Can, this is, are we recording? Are we rolling, as they say? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we are. I always like to start very, it's very relaxed. We just, it's just conversational. It's super easy. But I know you, uh, I, I get to know you because of Vessel. That was... Um, I I reached out to Rachel Coper at the time and asked her, like, hey, I need help thinking of female artists I have in this thing. That was in September? Yeah, October, September, yeah. End of the year. Fifteen? Fifteen. Yeah, yep. And, uh, God, I've done all the other... I had my solo shows since then and my... um, The Secret Series here last year and now this Ground Light Sound... Which is why you're here. I mean, I wanted to interview you anyway, but I wanted to have you here because of we are collaborating for this awesome project. Um, you're one of the ceramic collaborators. And I've sat down with everyone in the project and <clears throat> interviewed them. And I want, and you were the last. You were the <laughs> hardest to get. Are you escaping? Yeah, you were the resistant yeah. one. There's always one in every bunch. But it's Sunday afternoon. We're sitting here in the kitchen at Cloud Tree enjoying some good rooibos tea. And I'm going to find out a lot about you. and about Because I've <laughs> known you, and we've been pretty close the last few years. I really enjoy your friendship, and you're very inspiring to me. You're one of my favorite artists in the city. And I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. I think you're super talented. And I'm such an honor to work with you. And it just makes me... Being able to do this and to create intentional space to sit down and go deep and discuss your work and your life is super valuable because we just, this is why I like doing this because we don't do this in the real world. We might like at a party, you know, mm-hmm. you know, oh, end up having a really good conversation with that person. But I like to intentionally do that and like, let's just set aside an hour and like, I'll find out shit about you that I never would have known, such as where were you born <laughs> and what was it like growing up and what what informed the person that's in front of me you know that's the, what I'm curious about so I know that you were from Arequipa is that correct I was born in Arequipa yeah yeah which I've been to actually it's one of you the only in Arequipa yeah when oh man back in 99 2000 
I actually fell in love for, uh-uh. a, for a day <laughs> <laughs> with a young woman in Arequipa. We, it, 99. Yeah. Like, I, we went on one date and just hung out, walked around the city together, and then she went back to her. It was nothing. It was just a very innocent, like... Do you know how close the volcano is? It's like 10 miles. What volcano? The big volcano, the Misty. We have three volcanoes around the city. In Arequipa? Yeah. Uh. The big one is very close. I didn't know that that was that close. Yeah. I just found out. It seems so far away. It's not. Were you... Uh, uh, what were you doing in 99? You were here, huh? I was here. Yeah. I mean, I'm here since... Since yeah, wh- 88. Oh, really? But what, I, what I was doing, nothing. I mean, I was... I don't remember. I have no memory. Yeah. When did you, uh, like, what brought you to Austin from Arequipa? A guy. Peru. Oh, a guy? Yeah. A really? marriage, yeah. Ah. A marriage. Where did you meet him? In Peru, in Arequipa. And I mean, he was my brother's friend forever. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah. he was from Austin? And he, he, he was here. He was going to UT. And when... Um, Does he still live here? No, he's, he moved to El Paso. Ah, wow. <laughs> you know, that's how people come in relationships, and then the relationships are over, and we end up staying here. Did you have a... That was... You you ha- now, you have a son. I have a son. Was it with him? No. No. Okay. No, actually, my son's dad used to work with clay. Oh, okay. And I used to draw on the clay. I used to do as graffito a lot, and yeah. he will make the pots, you know? Uh-huh. So that was my first. That's how you start working in ceramics? Yeah. That was here? It, that was in, in Arequipa. Oh, okay. And in Cusco. Ah. Did you, did you study art at all in, no, in Peru? No, no, Just. 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 But were you creative growing up? Like, uh, as a teenager, were you already kind of making things? Or? I was making things. I mean, you know, the school, art classes, but not really taking anything. Yeah. You know. Did you have a big family? We are four kids. I'm the last one. And my mom and my dad were all artistic, making things, projects, always in the house. Really? Always. What do they do for a living? Uh, my mom was a teacher. So, you know, I got, she was always making something. And my dad, too. Mm-hmm. So we were immersed in projects and and seeing them creating things too, you know? Nice. So is anybody else in your family an artist? Uh, my brother used to do, um, what is it, stained glass? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And um, my sister, an architect, and my other sister is married to a, to a potter too, oh, a sculptor wow. and a potter. And they still live in Peru? Mm-hmm. And Arequipa. Right. What, uh... When I was there, they were, there was a beautiful old church, cathedral in the middle of town, and they were um, like doing a massive renovation of it. They had like scaffolding all around it. Oh, because there was this earthquake. It like, and the scaffolding was, seemed very, um, to me at the time, like kind of archaic looking. It was like, wow, yep. it was pretty intense. But uh, yeah, I stayed there with my... Um, my best friend drove a motorcycle all the way from Austin to Peru, and it broke. No. It, it broke down in Lima, and he met a girl there, and he fell in love, and they ended up having two kids. And, stay there. Well, they live in. They're not no longer together, but they live, both live in Boulder, in Colorado. That's why I go to Colorado now. But he was in Peru at the time, and I was visiting him, and we traveled around because he was. Uh, back then, he was. Um, he was in the dealing with alpaca fur and like alpaca fur teddy bears <laughs> hey did you go to Cusco? yeah yeah uh-huh. did you go to the valley i didn't go to the um oh my god that is my love i know but you know i had seen so many pictures of it by then um i was running out of money and i was supposed to get up and get on a train early the next morning to go to the ruins Pichu, Pichu. and i was like you know I really want to just go to Mama Africa's and go dancing and hang out with this girl that I had met. I was like, 
I'm, I'll go to Machu Picchu next time I'm in Peru. <laughs> so I didn't go because it was like not that important to me. It seemed like the touristy thing to do. I had already had such an amazing three weeks in Peru. I was there for three weeks, and I was just like, I don't really care. I've seen so many pictures of it by now. I, <laughs> I was like, it was, I'll spend the rest, last of my money. I have to get up, go take this train by myself. And mm-hmm. I was just like, eh, I'd rather just hang out in Cusco. And mm-hmm. so I did instead. But anyway. Um, so was so you did you had uh, creative influence from your parents then, and is there yeah. anybody else that you feel like inspired you that you met along the way growing up? Any teachers? Growing or? up, in, um, Peru was super interesting because I am the last one. You know, it's like the the older one is you're eleven. The ba- you're the baby. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's eleven, ten, and five years older than me. So I had all this, and the house was always there was always people in the house mm-hmm. and uh, growing up there it was super interesting because i suck everything that was happening there yeah so my brother my sister weren't but they in the university when i was a teenager uh-huh. and all the friends were coming and it was this beautiful um talks about politics arts and everything you know and i was just listening to all that and they were poets i mean they were they were artists what did your what did your father do my dad was in business he he will have this business here and there you know yeah nothing in in entrepreneur (laughs) yeah he was an entrepreneur okay right right but still creative Mm -hmm. cool very much do you remember, uh, was there a period, I know that there was some political unrest in Peru in the 80s. Do you remember that? And was, yeah. it, was it scary? Or? It was, it was sad. It was really sad. Yeah. Did you, yeah. Know if, were you, was, I don't know what that was like for you. Was it, do you remember? It, it? was in, uh, in Arequipa, we didn't have much. It was basically in Lima. Okay. You know? Right. Towns in Ayacucho. Yeah. Where it was, where it, where it started. Do you know, are you familiar with Urubamba? Urubamba? Uh-huh. Yeah. I went there. That's the valley. That is the valley in the Cusco. Yeah. That is where, yeah. I stayed at a, a, the Circuit a, valley. a, a bed and breakfast there with a girl from Chincha. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to Pisac? Did you go through the little towns? Mm-hmm. Did you end up going all the way? I went to Puno. See, lovely. Uh, I got super, super sick in Puno. Like, I thought I was going to die. I've never felt so sick. I was in a small, rundown hotel room, and I thought, I was I was like, this is it. I'm going to die in some little backwater Peruvian town. I'm going to die. I feel so what happened? shitty. I got, I threw up, and I think I just, eventually, the fever broke, and I, I got better. But, I mean, I remember feeling it's one did, of the did worst. Did you go I, to the islands? To where? To the islands in, in the Lake Titicaca. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> I need to go back. I need to go back. It was awesome. It was such a good trip for me. Um, uh, so you said that you started out doing what? Scraffito? Is that what you call it? He was making the pots, and I was more interested in drawing them. Mm-hmm. And um, but the clay was always. I mean, since I was, you know, way before. You did there were clay in the house, and there were, you know, we were doing things. So you were already firing stuff when you were a teenager? No. No. It was somebody came with clay, they took it to school, and yeah. they, you know, they brought things fired. But I was not, um, it was something that was always there. Right. You know, but I was not particularly interested in, in um, 3D at all. I was more drawing. So I was drawing the pots that Beto was making, and um, yeah, I, you, I still I still have my first pot, you know, that I th- I was throwing there um, for a little bit yeah. in Cusco. And um, Cusco is so international. Cusco is so beautiful. I remember there was I I, I don't know I why. I want to go there. So when I went, there was a large contingent of Israeli kit Israeli people. Really? Do you remember that? Mm-mm. Was that like? was super popular apparently with uh these israeli younger people who had just gotten out of the army because when you you have to serve in the army mm-hmm. in israel or in the military and when you get out you get like a certain 
Oh, really? And to it's go very popular to go there. There was a lot of Israeli people that had uh, like river rafting companies mm. that set up and mm. different trekking services and stuff. So I don't know. I just re- always remember that. It felt like an Olympic village to me, though. It was like such an international mix of people there. It was very cool. Um, but yeah, you have such an interesting path to me as far as being a ceramic artist, unlike most anybody that I know, like who like you know studied pottery formally at a college, and you know, like you're you have such a inter- much a interesting path. In fact, you don't really throw on a wheel very much, do you? I don't. At I all? I don't. Yeah, but so, not really well, you know. Yeah. So because I always was interested in. Yes, the shape, but mostly what I'm going to put in the surface. Yeah. You know, um, now I'm more interested in the shape than what I'm well, going to put in the surface. And it really is like, I don't want to put anything in the surface, you know, as a drawing. Because I used to do um, uh, silk screening. Yeah. A um, long time ago. How long was that? 20, 20 something years ago? Mm-hmm. And um, and then there's like a lot of confusion in that way, you know. Many people are doing these images and images, and yeah. and it's kind of like you know, I, you want to simplify it. Like this piece, for instance, here, it's super awesome to me. She's uh, pointing you know, to a creamer. It's just simple. <laughs> hmm? I was saying she's pointing to a creamer. You know, simple shaped. Melissa Wise, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Well, you've become known, you, your work, contemporary work is very, uh, you do a lot of figurative sculpture, like pretty good size. Like I'm looking at a piece right now in the gallery that's like three feet, three and a half feet tall. It's a figure and, and they're just so lovely and otherworldly and it's just so well done. They're really cool. Like you just nail the the bodies in such a way. And the thing that I love about your work, and this is your drawings and even the f- the figurative pieces you do, the faces, is um, they seem, whether it's intentional or not, they seem so authentically tied to the culture from whence you come. Like, they just seem, they look pre-Columbian. They look kind of, like, they remind me of (laughs) Peruvian native art or something. They just seem very, uh, and I don't know if you do that on purpose or if it's just the culture runs in your blood so deeply that it just comes out that way. Probably. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> Elaborate. Leandro. <laughs> um, yeah, and you have all these in- amazing textures and really cool things that you do to them. But um, you've been doing that. You started out with smaller. How long have you been doing the figurative stuff? Forever. I mean, I you know always. But something. even smaller ones or small pieces. The bigger ones are relatively new. The bigger. This, yes. Yeah, this scale. Yes. Because of dimension. Right. You know, and that was the dimension gallery. Dimension gallery, and that was the first solo show. Yeah. That I had. So. How I did you get hooked up with with uh, um, Colin and Moya? Uh, who run Dimension, who are just awesome. Shout out to them. Isn't that amazing? It's an amazing... Uh, yeah, they, I, I was real. telling you that, that, you know, I was pretty much not knowing what direction to take or what to do with clay or, you know, like, what do I do? I am not really inspired in the studio anymore. Right now? No, at, at that time. Yeah. You know, I... Um, You, oh, remember for the fifth um, vessel. V- vessel. I mean, that was. I a- I was making the piece. Remember, or when we talk, or it was because of you that I was making the piece. I don't remember. I just. But remember. that was like the opener. You know, that yeah. piece was the, for me was the threshold. Really? That's yeah. awesome. That's so cool. Because that was... That's the f- not the piece that's on the other side of the wall here, no. is it? No. no. Yeah. Uh, just, I want to clarify this for the listener. So, I, I just out of nowhere produced this giant, this big group art show called Vessel a few years ago. That's what we were talking about earlier in the talk. 
And Alejandra had one of my, she had just this an amazing piece. It was a beautiful figurative piece. And um, the lighting designer, Scott, who was working with me, like, uh, he, we lit this piece. It was in this little bamboo grove at the end of this greenhouse. And it was just so gorgeous. It was so awesome. It was like the, yeah, it was one of them. That and uh, the really large, there was another large oil painting by Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer Wagner. Yes. And that was uh, awesome as well. But there was a bunch of great work in that show. But, yeah, your piece was stunning. So that piece was the opener, you know? That was the and first we one. Put, and, and we put it in the show. And then... Uh, how did, how did uh, Moya contact you or how did you get connected with her uh through Colin you know I met Colin I met um, Moya through Colin but you'd already known Colin for years yeah and uh so to get that invitation was for me super super amazing I didn't know I didn't understand the the the, the way the gallery works you know and uh just it was wonderful. It was yeah. really wonderful. So that piece that we show in Vesel was the first one. And then um, Dimension Gallery opened that for me. You know, it was like, okay, here you have the space. Create, you know. Yeah. And that was super beautiful mm-hmm. because I was doing something at the studio, always working on doing something and things that I never showed before. Um but when you have a space and this, you have this commitment to the outside world somehow, you know? Right. So it's this connection from your little studio right. that is super isolated sometimes. Yeah, especially where you, you have a studio to, out and... To with a deadline and a space and, yeah. and two beautiful people that were, you know, a delight to work with. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Did you sell any work in that show? Yes, we sold we sold work there, and then it was a um, two-year commitment. Um, so I had another show there um, with them. Oh, now the one that I saw with the salt. That is the second solo show. Oh, see, I didn't see the first one then. Yeah, mm. there were like pieces like this, you know, they were like. Okay, cool. Six and nine. Bummer that I missed it. Um, you know, I was talking to Ryan about his relationship with clay as a medium, and I was uh, trying to like relate because when I work with wood, I just know it so intimately. I know so much about wood. I have this just super the way it feels, the way different pieces, I can just look at them and tell so much information about them, like how they're going to work, what they're like. They almost all have personalities to me. Like, do you have a special relationship with clay as a medium in a way that you might be able to shed light on or? Yeah, well, it's... Like, what do you um, like about it? What's hard about it? I like it. It's so, so amazing. It works with you. You work with it, you know? Mm. Um, there are things that clay does it by itself, and you kind of follow. And sometimes you have to find the balance between forcing it to to do something that you want to do, yeah. and let it be. Right. You know, and like um, there is this magical coincidence. Sometimes when you see something happening and you don't know why, and you wish it wouldn't happen, and then later you can read it like a book. You know, oh, you were actually doing this, and it has this meaning for me. Yeah. So it's like a, a, a reflective kind of, right? You know, way of working. Um, for the last, for the show that I'm getting ready for, um, I switch medium, and I was working with PVC. I think I mentioned to you, uh, Laura Latimer uh, had this uh, little piece of with PVC, and uh, and I saw that and it was such an inspiration piece for me that I make this boat, uh, you know, it's like eight foot long boat mm-hmm. that it looks like bones, you know, 
so I told her, it's like, do you mind? You yeah. know, and she was, she was okay with that. Um, and actually this show, this whole show, somebody has to do something. Um, there is an idea that originated a piece, you know, in every single piece that is there. Um, but the anyway, switching, switching media was really refreshing for me because that material was super... How do you work with it? With a heat gun oh. and uh, I should have wear a mask. Yeah. I was just like having a bandana <laughs> and a headache later. Yeah. You know, but um, it's beautiful. And Sander, you know. Wow. Um, I want to see this. When did you, was... when, you've been doing this for what? Recently? Mm-hmm. Wow. Cool. The 4th of July, I was working huh. on that piece. Okay. Yeah. And this is for the show, for the studio tour stuff? For, that is the, yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Well, we'll be, look, are you in the catalog? I am in the catalog. Great. I am in the catalog. Oh. And it's under my name. I didn't know how, you know. Okay. Well, we'll I'll, I'll put that out in the, in the show notes so people know to go so check that out. That changing, sounds awesome. Changing materials is really nice. Yeah. You know? And, um, one thing about clay that's striking me asking you this question, one thing I love about your work is that it's so, um, it has a real earthy, um, organic feel to it. And, um, it's kind of ironic because there's, <laughs> what material is more earthy <laughs> than clay? It is earth. It is literally of the earth. <laughs> so it makes perfect sense. Um, but, uh, have you ever, um, like, I was going to ask about it, like, I know there's been places where I've sort of hit walls where I'm like, okay, I'm kind of like done with this per certain aspect of my work and then maybe some other door opens up or some other avenue. Have you ever, ever felt like that? Like where you maybe you've gotten bored with something and then you feel like you get inspired or like what, what let me just say this. What's you, what is your... What inspires you? What everything. Everything? Everybody. Yeah. You know? No, seriously. It's like uh, you hear something and there is something there. Yeah. Um, do you always have a sketch pad with you or something? Like, do you take notes? Or? From time to time. From time to time, I do that. Yeah. But, um, but people, I mean, it just, you know. You read something and there is this idea that comes. Yeah. You see somebody's work, there is this idea that comes. Um, poetry, you know? I yeah. mean, it's like, it's like everything. Yeah. I'm, sometimes I'm just inspired by materials themselves. Mm -hmm. I'll like literally see a piece of material and be like, okay, I have to, this wants to be something, or this wants to be this or that. So just the material itself can be inspiring. Which is fun. Have you ever considered uh, doing something else? Like, other than being a working artist? You seem to have made a living at it, or you figured it out for a while. I don't know. Don't talk to me about that. I have no idea. I'm serious. I mean, it's like, I wish I could have more... Like a plan, you know? Knowing this is what I'm going to do, this is where I'm going, I have no idea. But have you been that way for But it's like, what else should I do? What else can I do? I mean, that's what you've been doing for a while, though. Yeah, so it's like, what, you know? I don't know, it will open up if something... Well, you seem to be somewhat of a planner. You own a house <laughs> with a studio in it. Because I have to have a nest. Yeah. I have to have a nest. Yeah, that's important for you. Yeah. It's vital for me to have a nest. Mm -hmm. And especially when you need a studio, you need to have a, yeah. you know, a space. And seeing what is happening in Austin right now. Yeah. With all the studios moving and closing and the rent going up, you know, like. You're really glad you have what you yeah, have. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. How long have you been there? Like I am, I am like, sometimes it's like I don't leave the house for days. Right. You know, I go to the market, you know, cook. 
And I am self-contained, you know. And you're happy? You don't ever feel isolated? I, am, I do. I do both. You know, I feel super, super happy. Sometimes I am just like in freaking heaven. Yeah. And sometimes I feel isolated. Yeah. And lonely. Because your you studio know, is pretty far out. It's west it off of BK's It is far. Road. It is far. But it's nice. It's a beautiful area. It is far. So, you know, I feel lonely, but also How long have you had that property? Happy. When did you buy that? When was it? In, in 98, 99. Wow. Yeah. Almost 20 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that long? Yeah. I quit drinking in 98. <laughs> and that was 20 years. It's been 20 years. So that's awesome. Do you... So, yeah, so you, or you're not like... I think you're kind of like me in that the idea the consideration of doing something else has never really been on the table because we have just i have a feeling that you're like me and that i pretty much live in the moment a lot and i'm just like well i don't know this is pretty cool <laughs> and like i'm gonna focus on doing this because this is fun and this is this works i mean one thought that i have about that about being someone who doesn't necessarily plan for the future as a working artist i think when you're investing in yourself and you're investing in your work and your body of work, the hope is, and I feel like this comes true, is that over time, just like some people invest in a house or they invest in their retirement or their other thing, they do some job that maybe isn't that fulfilling, but they're investing for their future. Right. Well, I think as a working <laughs> artist, I'm investing for my future because if I focus on what's really important to me, like, I don't ever want to retire from this. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to see the fruits of our investment mm-hmm. in different ways. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I'll be 48 in October. That's like, I'm staring down the barrel of 50, which is <laughs> unfucking believable to me. And I have no retirement, no savings. Exactly. I'm just working. But I have invested enough in my work that I feel like I have now built up something that is produces and... Mm-hmm. But like I can do this for another mm-hmm. 20, 30 years, mm-hmm. you know, and um, teach. And now I'm creating this new space where I can have events and monetize the gallery. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not like concerned because I've invested. I've just invested in a different way than other people invest, mm-hmm. you know. So I feel, I don't know, I'm, I'm too happy. We're all going to die. And that is a beautiful, <laughs> you know, like the, the joy of being in the studio mm-hmm. it's uh it's priceless it's priceless <laughs> i mean it's like sometimes it's like you know i can i can stand it it's like <laughs> but know, those are moments it's <laughs> so amazing okay that sounds great and that speaks to this idyllic space where like oh i'm just you know i'm in my studio and it's amazing but do you ever i have less of those and more moments where i'm like I have to drag myself kicking and screaming in there where I feel like I can't quite get started on things. And instead I'm going to fold clothes or I'm going to work on it, my it emails. Ha- of course it happens, especially when I don't know how to do something, mm-hmm. you know, it makes me super antsy, but it's part of it. Yeah. You know, so you do your dance, you go fold the clothes, you, you go <laughs> water the plants, you go take another bath, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but eventually you're going to get there. Yeah. And is um, it's okay, you know. <laughs> it's 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 okay. You seem very laid back to me. Like you, I don't think much. Uh, you don't seem like somebody who uh, like you worry much. Is I, that true, or are you just covered up? I well? don't know. I do worry. I do worry. I mean, I suppose. You know, but for instance. Um, <laughs> with deadlines, you know. Yeah. Um, there, yes, you have to plan, right? Then yeah. you plan, then you know what to do, and um, do you? I, and then, and then I relax in it. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you don't want to be to be in the studio, but it's um, there are times that you have to push like a little, you know. Like a bull, mm-hmm. you know, push, 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 work, 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 
because there are times that it's not that enjoyable. You know, you have to, like right now, like I'm going to tie how many knots yeah. to hand this thing. Yeah. It's tedious. Yeah. You know? That's uh, that tying stuff. Is there that for the East Tour? Yeah. Wow. So I'm trying to figure out how I'm not going to make the, that many knots. You know, maybe I can do some little epoxy thing or something, right. you know, but it's yeah. uh, that is tedious. You know, how many times, how many little pieces. Mm-hmm. But um, but at the end, there is this weirdness about creating something. And I have no idea what it is, Brian. Maybe you, you have an idea. <laughs> what is in the making of something? You have an idea that might or might, might not work. You are going through the grueling process of tying thousands of thousands of pieces together. Mm-hmm. And you are bored. And then you lift the piece, you put it together, and something happens there. You know, that makes you absolutely, it makes sense. Everything makes sense there. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and is it often, um, I find that that space between the idea that's in your brain, that's one of the things I've talked about with people before that I, I part of what I love about doing what we do is that um, it starts out with something, this ephemeral, mm-hmm. it's a, just mm-hmm. an idea, which is, what is an idea? It's just like neurons firing in my head. It's just this vision. It's, it exists in no space mm-hmm. other than between my mm-hmm. brain ears mm-hmm. in this ephemeral place. And then you get to watch it take form in reality. And then <laughs> right. voila, there right. it is. Right. And it's always one of the real pleasures is that uh, it's often um, there's surprises. Like, oh, I, it kind of looks like the way I envisioned it, but I wasn't expecting this part or this has a little different feel to it. And those are usually happy accidents in, in a sense like, oh, this is cool, which those are always fun, you know. Like that boat, we were just looking at this piece we're doing together for the collaboration, and that boat is kind of what I had in mind, but it's definitely different than what I had in mind. It like came to fruition, and like, wow, it's a little different looking than I thought, but it's kind of similar, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a, such a rad process. And sometimes, do you ever? I feel like I have developed the skill of letting go a little bit, mm-hmm. in like. Uh, trying to allow for something else to come in. I don't know if you want to call it grace or whatever. It's just some energy that, like, you're not really working alone. You're working in conjunction with something bigger than yourself. Like, I don't know what you want to call mm-hmm. that, but the maybe that's when, when they talk about the muse or it's the creative yeah, force. I, yeah, th- I mean, one of the things when I was working on that series, mm-hmm. um, the local series, it's I had... January, February, March to work, right? Three months. So I had to focus on that. Wow. And I saw myself working, right? And then I realized there was this, the attention that you have, your hands on whatever you're making, right? Uh, that is one attention, you know. The second attention is like the one that is a little bit farther, that sees you making it. Mm-hmm. And there is this other one that is kind of in the back, you know, that is kind of like you put your, you have this, is this round or is a square or is, and then you move it, you know? And then this, there is another attention that is telling you, Mm-mm, to the left, Mm-mm, mm. upside down, Mm-mm, <laughs> green, no, no, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then and something that I thought it was, oh, it's aesthetics, you know, I like it or I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's not that simple. There is this other thing that is what the subconscious maybe yeah. that is, is speaking loud yeah. if you allow it you sure. know and sometimes I fought with these pieces and it's like why is it taking me so long you know come on <laughs> and because there is this fight mm-hmm. and then it's like okay what do you want to be and then it happens in 15 minutes boom is there yeah. you know and it was hours and weeks fighting with a piece <laughs> yeah. right yeah yeah. So there is this emergence, you know, that comes from the subconscious mm-hmm. that is talking to us all the time, you know, and is and and is choosing, and it's like I don't know why I like this, you know, right? And I don't know why I made these, 
you know, and then when you see it in front of you, you read it. It's like, oh, because of this. Well, I think that speaks to, like, I'm, a lot of times whenever I'm in the conceiving phase of something, I'm trying to c- come up with a conception for, it could be a custom piece of furniture I'm designing for someone. I, I, I call it chewing. I, I keep chewing on it, and I will not stop until it's done. Like, In your I, mind? Until I've until the idea has fully mm-hmm. blossomed, and I'm like, oh, okay, no, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like it's crystal clear to me, this is what I'm supposed to do. But until I feel that way, I will not go forward. I can't present to the client until I feel like that moment. Until it's it's almost like I'm giving birth to something. Like, it, it, and and I know when it's arrived. I know when I'm like, oh, okay, no, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to do. You know, that happened last night. I showed you that light fixture that I'm designing for the show. Last night, that was a really clear moment. I was like, oh, this is amazing. I love this. This is what I want to do. But, like, I went through so much shit before that where it was like, eh, I don't know. I don't, I kind of think this is a strong idea, but no, actually, I don't like the way it looks, blah, 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 different things. But once that, it's so relieving to get to that place of like, oh, finally, you have finally arrived. (laughs) (laughs) Right? You know? And I think what you said, it makes sense. Like, you, it's like listening to that inner voice that says, you know, but don't you think that's something you have to work on? Did you, like, I don't, and one thing I noticed I've done lately is, um, I think when I was younger, I would often, and this wasn't even that long ago, I'll, um, I will go, and this can be about any decision, I'll be like, I'll go to my girlfriend or a good friend and be like, hey, what do you think about A, B, or C? And and the thing is, is that I already actually know the answer. I just, I'm looking for validation. And I noticed that I have <laughs> stopped doing that as much because I'm like, just, it's like I just, it's almost like my heart is a scale. And if I just weigh, like I know what I need to do. I know which idea is stronger. Mm-hmm. I know where the pull is. Mm-hmm. And I just... And so I've stopped needing someone else's opinion. I'm like, just, you already know what you want to do. You already know whether the idea is fully baked or not, you know. But, I mean, every once in a while we get steered. Like, talking about that boat. Because <laughs> we're collaborating on it. Ooh, I love you were, like, really encouraging me to take it in this one direction. Or to stay with it where it is, I should say. Because I wanted to evolve it into something else. And you like it. So, in that case, I'm okay. Because we're collaborating. But, um yeah, it's an interesting space to be able to know when to stop and like, okay, no, I'm not done yet. And I don't know. Because, I feel because also you told me that you always, uh, the tendency is to finish a piece really well, you know? Right. I, I strive to be as organic and natural as you, like, as your stuff is so earthy and beautiful and and just so authentic. And sometimes my stuff feels too, like, so polished and, like, too contrived or something, you know? But the truth is, my work is still coming from a heart-centered place. Like, it's truly, like, it means something to me. Mm-hmm. It comes from just this creative, uh, authentic place of, like, uh, curiosity and, like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we did this? What do you think about doing Oh, this one. What about this? Like, I'm just excited about what I make. And so I don't, sometimes I beat myself up for it being too overly polished. But the truth is, it still has a thread of continuity over time and it's all been about me authentically Absolutely. Uh, being curious mm-hmm. and so but I look at people like you and Aaron Mikulovic and there's other people who I respect and look up to and think oh their work is so has such a energy of like beautiful uh, earthiness to it and an ease that I like kind of uh, am jealous of you know so so you, you know, so I go get a big grant and I ask you to work with me so I can learn from you. I and mean, that's what this is all about. <laughs> uh, cool. All right. It was really cool not to work with. Seriously, I enjoy the process a lot. Oh, my God. Right? Well, the thing that's cool that came out of our collaboration was this new uh, me sculpting some of the resin. that I t- took that and did some other pieces and uh, for a show in Denver. And I sold two of the three. So awesome. And, and I wasn't even that into the, it was so funny. I showed Dylan, my girlfriend, like the first, uh, when I was first doing it and she was like, I, I don't know. And I'm like, oh, actually I don't care. I'm not the exact thing I'm doing. I'm not 
I'm not sure how I feel about it either. I'm just excited about the fact that it's a new entryway into something new. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about the dimples either, but just the fact that I can now carve this resin and make it look like something else is very exciting. Mm-hmm. And that wouldn't have come if I hadn't been working with you. In fact, I texted you and was like, do you mind if I do this <laughs> on some independent? Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, um, do you, uh, what do you, uh, I mean, this seems kind of corny. I'm going to ask you two more questions and then we can wrap up. First is, what do you think is the hardest part about being a working artist? About a what? The hardest part about being a working artist, like making work as an artist for, for a living. What do you think of the hardest? What's your least favorite <laughs> Selling. part? Selling. Selling? Like, like finding avenues for sales or actually like... Both. Or talking to people and making a sale. Yeah. Yeah. Both. Both, yeah. I wish, you know, it would be different. Well, you just need to represent... You just need to represent... That would be awesome. <laughs> That would be awesome. Well, um, what, is your, what is your favorite aspect of doing what you do? My favorite aspect? Of being an artist, yeah. <laughs> My first is... Uh, I guess I have to quit um, asking why. It's because there is this absurdity about us humans making stuff in this world full of things, you know? Right. We are enamored by things. And things are like so freaking ephemeral, you know, and so unnecessary. <laughs> How many cups, beautiful cups, can you have? Not this one because it's these. This one because somebody that I really made it. This one, da da da. Mm-hmm. Do you need more cups? No, mm-hmm. you know. But at the same time, when you buy one more cup like this, mm-hmm. you also support his process. Yeah. You know, and every time somebody buys something from me, it's like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> you know, because it opens up more space for me to make to more create stuff. and to, make to, more to stuff. Gr- and to grow. You know. Yeah. But is it, and so that is there is a growth there. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, and then, and then probably have to stop asking why. You know mm-hmm. why? Maybe there is no why. Maybe that is us. You mm-hmm. know, humans creating things. Where you do you know? want, where do you want, where do you, if, do you if, have a vision for where you want, want to go with your work? No, well, um, even bigger, I am going to finish this, you know, the show and see what happens. I am, I'm going to be in San Angelo in the symposium in April. And then I would like to take a little break and mm-hmm. see what's happening. Yeah. You know? Because one of the things that I really like about the show that I'm working on, I was telling you, is every, there is an influence in every, of many people in every piece. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, here's this person, here's this other one, and you can, well, I can see it, and probably, so I'm going to mention all these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the show is about the journey. You know, it's also it's all these people in my journey, you know. And that's life. What's you know, you are never standing by yourself. What's the name of the show? Um, I am not sure. I am not sure. I. Is it going to be like? I a, don't know. Is it a dimension satellite thing? Does it, will it be? What will they? What will it be called in the catalog? <sighs> it's under my name. Okay. And the direction is there. The address. Okay. But um. But there's other people showing there as well. Moya and Colin are going to show there. Okay. Mo- Moya McIntyre and Colin McIntyre. Uh-huh. She's having this uh, massive painting show. Is is a, a painter's painting cool. mm-hmm. with a multiple artists, and Colin is going to have his work. Mm-hmm. Um, are they going to be at Dimensions as well, or no? Okay, interesting. No. Um. So I don't know what to call it. I was thinking last night, um, the, persis- the persistence of motion, you know, because this is always that we always do. Is this, we are becoming constantly, mm-hmm. you know. It's like thing we've never arrived to anything. We are in, 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 in motion, you know. Mm-hmm. We're always becoming. Right. And um, so, you know, that is the... The theme of the show is the journey, you know, that can happen within you or actually in, in, 
in the space, you know, on time. Right. What do you think? Uh, you seem like someone who's thought rather deeply about art and making. What do you feel the purpose of art is? Like, does it have a purpose? What is the, what's it about this, this, whether it's painting or sculpture or abstract art or I think, I think like, for me, what does it serve? You know what it is when some work, um, it strikes you, mm-hmm. it speaks to you. It is almost, um, I think the same, it has the same, uh, impact as a scripture as, um, um, religion mm-hmm. you know it crosses you over to another another aspect of existence of self or that doesn't necessarily use words but you are mm-hmm. in another realm that you know so well you know it's intangible but you know it so it's like right. a it's a bridge you know Wow, I'm really glad I asked you that question. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's an awesome answer. It's true. And it happens to you too when you are making, you know, and it's not always that deep and meaningful and beautiful. It has these grueling areas, you know, like everything. Yeah. You know? Right. Well, awesome. Well, what a beautiful answer. I'm going to end with that. Alejandro, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to know you. you. I feel so honored to work with you. (laughs) I know I've said it a million times, but you're uh, you're special, and I I I hope to watch you and follow your work for many many years to come because I'm excited to see where it goes. We I hope we collaborate more. I think we will. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks so much. Ciao. Ciao.